This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Meet the candidate of the past. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. He's a globalist creep. I got hairy legs, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Looking to sell out his country. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. For a chance. Think about what you think about. To be wined and dined by his D.C. political masters. America's dead. But now. So end of quote. Repeat the line. America's dead. Hey everybody, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's October 26, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed on Rumble yet, rumble.com slash Rubin Report. How many times do I have to tell you good people? Uh, What we showed you there in the cold open, that is just a snippet of a promo from Tucker Carlson, who's doing these these documentaries that he produces on Fox Nation. And I just thought the beginning of that thing was just absolutely perfect. Uh, The theme of today's show uh, will be this, this closing run that we're in right now, the last few feet before we get to election day, which is less than two weeks it's from now. It's two weeks from yesterday, actually. Uh, because there were three debates last night, three Senate debates, and they were, oh no, sorry, there were two Senate debates and one gubernatorial debate. Uh, no, two gubernatorial debates and one Senate debate. All right, there we go. Uh, and they were absolutely disastrous for the Democrats. I mean, disastrous. Now, I get it, I get it. I got my biases, you got your biases. But like, if you live on planet Earth, if reality has anything to do with the universe that you live in. These things were absolute disasters. Lee Zeldin crushed, I mean, absolutely crushed Kathy Hochul uh, in New York. Then, of course, there was this this Pennsylvania one. I mean, they throwing up this guy, John Fetterman, who has so many problems. The guy can't speak. He had a stroke. He wasn't really the sharpest tool before that. He is just not in good shape, and, and Oz just took it to him. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, who in Michigan, who was literally telling people that they could not garden during COVID, she got crushed by Tudor Jones. I mean, these were really seminal moments that are consistent with everything happening in the country. So, of course, what has to happen? What can the machine do in these two weeks? They can't suddenly have all their candidates get magically better. They can't change all of their ideas. They can't come out. Uh, you know, against all of the things that they've been for that none of us like. So what can they do? They can ramp up the fear, as you know. So we're, we got a gajillion clips for you today. I mean, these debates were just insane. Uh, before we get to that real quick, let me talk to you guys about Patriot Mobile. You know, I recently did a show on woke corporations and their origins. Thankfully, conservatives are creating a parallel economy that is thriving. And I want to tell you about a new sponsor that's making a real difference. Patriot Mobile has exploded Over the last year, they're proud conservatives offering a real alternative for people tired of funding major cell phone carriers who've all gone wacky left. 
Patriot Mobile is a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates. People who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. In fact, their PAC, Patriot Mobile Action, flipped 11 school board races across Texas recently. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. So you get the same great service minus the leftist propaganda. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Ruben or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Ruben. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Ruben or 972 Patriot, and now back to me. Okay, so let's start in the great state of Pennsylvania. There is a guy by the name of John Fetterman who is the current lieutenant governor. This is a, he's a large man. He, uh, he wears hoodies. Um, he's interested in putting criminals back out on the streets. Uh, he loves the woke thing. He's uh, muddled and fuddled and often very confused. Uh, he did have a stroke about six months ago. I am not making fun of that or diminishing that, uh, but you tell me after we show you some of these clips whether you think this guy is fit uh, to be a senator. Uh, let's just start with the, his opening statement. This is, this is rather remarkable. This was the first thing that was said by John Fetterman last night. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator, you have 60 seconds. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Hi, good night, everybody. That was what you were supposed to say at the end. Uh, all right, you might be watching that going, Dave, Dave, he meant to say good evening. You're being a little harsh. Well, here's about an 80 second compilation of just endless disaster after disaster. Enjoy. Now, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Uh, that's it. He, uh, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Mr. Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking. And I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus. Are there, everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community of, of black, uh, community all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened, and everybody agreed that. And whether it was a fifty dollar tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping. You know, young earners. Excuse me, young young uh, young you know students. All right. Trust me, there was way more. The guy is struggling to finish a sentence. Now, I know that because of Joe Biden, we've become accustomed to politicians who cannot finish a sentence. But the real question is, so let's say, let's say you're watching this show so I have a sense of what your political leanings might be. You're probably not big on his ideas of letting all the criminals out. 
you know, you're probably not big on all his ideas of basically completely backing the Biden administration, all of that. But putting that aside, if you have a friend who's a Democrat, somewhat on the fence in Pennsylvania, you got to ask them. You really got to ask them, like, do you think this guy is fit to be a senator? Like, is he fit to be a senator? Really? Uh, but what's interesting here is that even the left-wing media, after the disastrous performance last night, and you could feel it, you really could feel it, his campaign was going out of the way to lower expectations. They were reminding everyone he had a stroke. They said he's not the best debater in general. You know, he's an everyman. Dr. Oz is a slick TV personality. So they were going out of their way because they knew this thing was going to be a disaster. But this was far, far worse. Really, it was far worse than they could have imagined. Uh, and even partisan left-wing folks are, can't cover for this guy. So uh, Chris Cuomo, who, uh, you know, he got uh, kicked off CNN in disgrace. He's got his, a new gig now. Uh, here he is admitting, and this Chris is a Democrat, obviously, right? Admitting that Fetterman struggled and wondering a bit about his health. Voters, I think, saw things that will definitely change the state of this race. It's not his fault, uh, but Lieutenant Governor Fetterman struggled. Um, and again, I'm not faulting him for it. I don't think his preparation was great, uh, but he clearly is dealing with health issues uh, that affect his ability to process and his ability to speak. Now, in politics, you absolutely have to be able to uh, articulate right. and argue and convince. So how you say it matters. Sure. But the basic issue is, uh, is the brain function intact? Do you have the ideas? Can you form the thoughts? How do you break down those two different ideas? So in the brain, cognition and language are separated, but there's so much interaction between them. So it's hard to say whether his memory, his executive function, his ability to make decisions based on the information that he receives is impaired. Okay, so what's interesting about this, and there's a reason I showed you a Chris Cuomo clip. Look, I obviously, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I think he was a terrible anchor on CNN who got most things wrong, ran cover for his brother who was uh, governor of New York. Obviously, he's a Democrat activist, but I want to show you that occasionally these guys, sometimes something is so obvious, right? It is so in your face that they have to acknowledge it. So again, it's like, He's right about the communication part. Even if I disagree with all of Fetterman's ideas, which I do, if he could articulate those ideas clearly, if he could say, these are the things that I believe in clearly and calmly explain them, then we could have an honest debate of the issues, right? This reminded me a little bit in a way of the, the Florida debate that I was at two days ago, because on one hand you had, and again, I, I, my cards are on the table. Obviously I like Governor DeSantis, but he can clearly lay out what his policies are, what he has done, what he believes. And then you have someone on the other side who will literally say anything, nothing to do with being with the truth. So that's one version of it. And another version of it is you have Dr. Oz who clearly, and we're gonna show you a clip, a couple clips from Dr. Oz in a moment. You have Dr. Oz who clearly and calmly lays out his beliefs and his policies. And then you have a guy who simply cannot do that. That is a, a, an asymmetry that is just very weird. Where, you know, flashback 10 years ago, you'd have a Republican and a Democrat. They could both communicate. You had a sense of what they believed for the most part, and they could go at it. Now we're having these crazy debates where either people can't communicate or they lie about everything or they tell you that they didn't do the thing that you know that they did, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, here is Dr. Oz basically smacking down Fetterman when it comes to border and drugs. And the drug issue is a huge one. In, Phil in Pennsylvania, especially Philadelphia area. 
We have a catastrophe at the border, and we should not have sanctuary cities as John Fetterman has tried to introduce. But I've been into the parts of Philadelphia and Allentown and Reading, where we have large Latino populations. I understand the challenges of the of the border. My father was an immigrant. My mother were immigrants. You know, I understand what legal immigration offers us, but the completely porous, open nature of our border, which John Fetterman supports, has created a humanitarian crisis with cartels profiting, with human trafficking operations. They take the money, they buy narcotics from China and bring that into our country, and it's making every state a border state. Pennsylvania is already a border state because we're top three in the country in fentanyl overdoses. At least I can't go anywhere where I'm giving a big event where I don't meet multiple people who say their personal lives have been destroyed because of fentanyl overdoses. Yet John Fetterman not only wants an open border, not only supports sanctuary cities, but he wants to legalize all hard drugs in America, including narcotics. That is, I mean, out of touch with everybody. That radical position was tried in Oregon, which he endorsed, 50% homicide increase rate. I mean, pretty freaking obvious what's going on here, right? One guy can communicate their ideas, one guy can't. One guy's telling you, hey, all of the stuff that he wants to do, the decriminalization of drugs, the letting people out, the backing Biden border policy, this is all the stuff that is destroying our state, destroying our state, right? Interesting stuff. And by the way, Dr. Oz, as I've said many times, he's not a traditional Republican that they would, you know, they, they're gonna paint anybody as a Nazi and a fascist and everything else. But this is a guy who comes in essence, although he has obviously uh, an extensive medical background, but he was on television. Like he's, you know, he's like sort of like a little bit of an LA guy, like more of like a California conservative, meaning there's there's a moderate person here. He's he's not some like firebrand conservative, blah, 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 whatever, whatever that thing is that they love to paint everybody. And it's just obvious. He can just calmly explain all of those things. But we'll we'll unpack a bit more from that debate and then get to New York in just a moment. Let me talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust. You guys know that buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be way worse if you're not working with the right agent. Usually our homes are our biggest investment, which is a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously, which is why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one, they only work with full-time pros no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their teams make the introduction and then follow you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and they're the best sellers in their field. And even under these intense economic conditions with high interest rate and high inflation, Real Estate Agents I Trust provides their customers with agents who've overcome these challenges. They're part of this audience, they share your values, and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Just go over to realestateagentsitrust.com, give them some basic info, their team will contact you to make an agent, to make an introduction to an agent in your town, you move to Florida, and you live happily ever after. Okay, so the debate, obviously, I don't think I need to belabor the point that something ain't right with Fetterman and Dr. Oz is pretty good. I think you get it. Uh, so let's move to a bit of the reaction uh, to the debate. Uh, Chris Cuomo had some voters on. You know, this is after these debates. They like to get voters. We have a couple of Republicans, a couple of Democrats, a couple of people on the fence. And he started asking these people, uh, what did they think? Uh, here is a voter who thought Dr. Oz was pretty good. Linwood, what did you think? You're a Republican. Did you like your candidate? You're a Republican. Did you like your candidate? I love my candidate. I love him. I loved him. He was really precise. His answers were crisp and definitely what I wanted to hear. Now it's no question about what people think because he said it directly out of his mouth. I really love it. 
All right, so Linwood, who appears to be black, seems to like Dr. Oz. I know it's odd that black people could vote for Republicans. I, for one, think that black people can make decisions outside of the color of their skin, but, <laughs> you know, I'm old school. Uh, here is a independent Pennsylvanian voter talking about how he's going to change his position now that uh, he's seen the debate. So I was definitely, uh, I'm an independent, by the way, I was definitely leaning towards Fetterman and I think I have totally changed to the Oz side. Why? I felt that um, Fetterman, I felt that Fetterman just looked like he didn't have command of the facts. I do think his condition, unfortunately, is gonna affect his ability to do the job. I thought Oz uh, was pretty clear on the issues um, and I thought he presented himself well and uh, definitely threw out some plans where I didn't see any plans coming out of Fetterman. Okay, I know these things are anecdotal, but it's interesting that, you know, that there still are undecided people in the country is sort of interesting because the parties are so different, right? This isn't like, okay, am I voting for George H.W. Bush or Bill Clinton, right? Where it's like, they both kind of like America, one wants a little bit more taxes, you know, but the stuff is kind of the same to some degree, right? Uh, this is like really, really different stuff. This is all of the woke stuff and the open borders and the race stuff and the crime and the drugs and the defunding of the police versus like basic law and order and America's decent and we believe in the constitution. So I find it interesting that there are these undecided type people, but this guy seemed like a decent enough guy. And I think he, rep he obviously represents some sliver of people that are still undecided. And maybe it's just that they don't pay that much attention to politics, except when the elections roll around. And that's, that's actually just fine for a certain segment of the society. Uh, so it's interesting that he saw this thing and then it finally hit him. You know, he said he was leaning Fetterman. So it's hard to understand like what his political leanings are. Maybe, maybe that means he's more generally thought of as a Democrat. But after watching that thing, basically he said, Fetterman can't communicate his ideas. Something ain't quite right. And now I'm going Oz. I, I think a lot of people, for whatever sliver of people are still undecided in Pennsylvania, they, I cannot imagine, I genuinely cannot, but I will, if we can find video of it, I will gladly play it tomorrow. If you find me video of anyone, I mean literally anyone, please send it to us of somebody that was like, I watched that debate last night and I thought John Fetterman was excellent. I was on the fence. I thought maybe I was gonna vote for Oz and now I'm voting for John Fetterman. It's, I, I cannot, I literally cannot imagine that, that such a person could exist. But okay, um, let's see. Even now, when you go to the, the media coverage portion of all of this, even CNN after the debate uh, realized that they could not run cover, complete cover for Fetterman. Take a look. Anyone who is coming into this totally undecided, if you drop a voter into Harrisburg who had no engagement with this beforehand, it's hard to see them coming away terribly, terribly convinced by Mike Fetterman there. You see the way they have to say it, it's hard to say they'd be terribly convinced by Fetterman. No, it was freaking awful. I'm showing you the clip because it's like even they had to choke it out. Like every now and again, that's what I'm saying. If we just keep pushing on the truth and making the truth obvious, the truth, the truth in and of itself should be obvious, but often it isn't because of big tech and media and everything else. But if we keep pushing and showing the clips and saying what is true, then, then eventually it chokes out of the mainstream media. And that's what happened right there. You'd have to be hard pressed to figure out if somebody thought Fetterman was good. No, he was an absolute disaster, but I'll take, I'll pilfer a little goodness out of CNN when I can. Uh, but now here is the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. And they were running cover for Fetterman like you wouldn't believe. 
I think it's also really interesting. You played a lot of clips. There were moments where he was really strong, including that Bernie Sanders clip, yeah. including his very fluent and direct response on raising the minimum wage. I thought was a really strong mo moment for him. He had some really, really strong comebacks. And and his opponent, Oz, was, first of all, he also fumbled, right? I fumble on television, right? So it's the, the, there is... I definitely fumble on television. Oz was nervous and, and hesitant at first, too. Yeah, I mean, this this happens, right? Um, but Oz also was really slippery in his... It, it's such pure deflection and projection. Uh, no, you can watch. Go back, guys, like, if you feel like it. If you're not doing much today, you can watch unedited the full hour. It's a disaster for Fetterman. There really were no good moments. And this idea that some people fumble, that Oz fumbled. Look, I do a show that is live every single day. I do fumble over things sometimes. Sometimes, even if I'm looking in the prompter and, and we're not totally lined up, I start going off on a tangent and Phoenix has to catch up with me. But everything I say is off the top of my head. So occasionally I'm gonna mess up a word, I'm gonna fumble or stumble or whatever, but that's not what we're talking about here. The idea that Oz did anything close to what Fetterman did is completely ridiculous, but this is what they do. They run cover for these people while then attacking Oz. She was also implying that Oz was being mean about Fetterman's condition, which simply wasn't true. Uh, and it's just, people can see it, people can see it. So uh, let's move on from that one. I think I made the point. And, and again, please, if you can find somebody on this planet Earth, on this pale blue, blue dot, if you can find somebody that was convinced that John Fetterman was the better candidate last night, I'd love to find him. I'd love to talk to him. It would be, it would be truly fascinating. So the other uh, debate last night, uh, which was a gubernatorial debate, was Lee Zeldin, Republican in New York, running against Kathy Hochul. Now, Kathy, as you know, no one voted for her. She was the lieutenant governor under Andrew Cuomo. He stepped down in shame. They install her, and she immediately became worse. And I note that because it happened not this past August, but the August before. And I was off the grid when it happened. And Adam Carolla brought me back on the grid. You may remember that. And he said they, that Cuomo stepped down. And before he told me that Kathy Hochul was the woman coming in, uh, I said, you can, we should have we grabbed the video. Maybe we'll grab it for tomorrow. I said, I guarantee you, whoever it is, it's going to be worse. And I suppose I was right because Kathy locked everybody down. She still wants uh, to force people to get injections. She has unleashed insane crime in New York. New York, I didn't even know this until last night. New York has lost even more people than California. I mean, just the list of craziness just goes on and on and on. So here is Lee Zeldin, who not many people knew about Lee Zeldin until about two weeks ago. Uh, he strikes me as like a decent guy. As I said the other day, he strikes me as the, the father that would pick you up after school and, and take you out for ice cream or something with your friends. Uh, here he is. He was a pretty solid debater and, and passionate, and I was very impressed with him. Uh, here he is destroying Kathy on crime. But it's about getting the guns off the streets. That's the first start. We have more to do, but I'm the one to do it. Did you want to respond? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And unfortunately, Kathy Hochul believes that the only crimes that are being committed are these crimes with guns. And you, you have people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now, there should be a special session. The state legislature 
legislature should come back and they should overhaul cashless bail and these other pro-criminal laws with zero tolerance. But they're saying, elect me. She says, elect me. And then you'll find out where maybe I'll stand on this issue in January. I like the guy. I like his body language. Maybe that's just me as a New Yorker. Like, I feel like he cares. And I don't even know that, you know, it's not like the greatest uh, gig in the world to be a Republican and try to run for governor of New York, although we have had uh, Republican governors in New York. Obviously, George Pataki, that's only, what, 15, 20 years ago, two-term governor. He was pretty decent. Uh, so, you know, it's not that it, this doesn't happen, but it's like, it, it's not easy to go through that machine, which is so Democrat-run, the same way it is in California. They're going to treat you like crap, just ask Larry Elder. But I, I thought that his his response, his passion, the clarity was excellent. And you know, again, this is one of those things. You don't really have to listen to the politician. Just call, if you're not living in, if you live in New York, you know it, but if you got a friend in New York, call him after this show. How's it going in New York? Do you feel like crime is better or worse? Do you feel safe when you're on the subway? My mother-in-law lives in New York City now. I have told her repeatedly not to use the subway anymore. Uh, like, that's real. That is actually real. And it's not just gun violence, as Zeldin pointed out. People are literally being stabbed. They're being pushed into subways. I mean, it's bad. I was in New York a couple weeks ago. It does not feel like New York City, the city that I grew up in and loved uh, for many, many years that spent most of my adult life in, which, you know, New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Now it's basically New York. Uh, we got weed on every corner, all right? Uh, but it's not just that she's bad on crime. She's been, she was one of the most draconian lockdown jab promoters in the country. And guess what? She would do it all over again. You've been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again when I did last year, that mandate for health care workers. Absolutely vile and disgusting. And if you are in New York and you vote for her, then you, you will get exactly what you deserve. You will have a bureaucrat telling you when you should inject yourself in a vaccine that does not work. That's what you will do. You will be injecting your children with some shit that you have no idea what it is. Uh, Zeldin made a very clear point that he would not be doing that. The fact that she has no remorse of what they did and destroyed the economy and, and destroyed so, so many people's lives and forced so many people out of the state and she would do it all over again. We thought it would be fun to throw back to this. This is former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, a true communist crackpot. Uh, when he was offering uh, Shake Shack, yeah, you could get a burger and fries if you just got their experimental vaccine. I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? Eat delicious fries. Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. Let me, let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? Right, no. This could be breakfast? Okay. I want you to look at this and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. Democrats are psychopaths. Good night, everybody. Or good evening. Yeah. Um, these people are completely insane. Like, that the fact that that ever happened, that that was not a Saturday Night Live skit, and the fact that Kathy Hochul would dare say she would do it all over again, 
Well, Kathy, whether you remain governor or not, you got a major, major problem uh, because uh, no, New York is not putting up with it. This is actually spectacular. This happened just yesterday. We've got some info from the Daily Wire on what's happening to the unvaccinated who New York uh, smacked down pretty hard. Unvaccinated New York City workers scored a victory Monday after a New York Supreme Court judge ruled the city's vaccine mandates, which Kathy Hochul is for and said she has no regrets about, for all city employees is arbitrary, capricious, I love the word capricious, and unconstitutional. New York City Democratic Mayor Eric Adams fired roughly 2,000 municipal workers, including police officers and firefighters earlier this year who refused to comply with the COVID vaccination mandate. The court found that being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19, adding that vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals have the same quarantine and isolation guidelines issued by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The vaccine mandate for city employees was not just about safety and public health, it was about compliance, Judge Ralph Porzio wrote in his ruling. If it was about safety and public health, unvaccinated workers would have been placed on leave the moment the order was issued. On Monday, the New York State Supreme Court further ruled that all employees terminated for their vaccination status would be reinstated and receive back pay for violating their rights. So first off, I just wanna say, if you in New York City were one of these people and you were put out of work, and I met people when I was on tour in New York, I pulled the crowd about who was vaccinated, who wasn't. There was a whole group of nurses there, several of them who were fired and put on leave because they didn't wanna get vaccinated. Uh, ladies at that table to my right at the show, I am applauding you today and I'm very excited that you will uh, not only get your jobs back, but you're gonna get that back pay and, and you're obviously not gonna vote for that crazy woman. And thankfully the courts are, are ultimately doing the right thing. It's a miracle, but they're doing it. And let's not forget, we would all still, right this very moment, be wearing masks which don't work on planes if it was not for uh, that what I think 36 year old Trump appointed female judge in Tampa who struck it down and then the next day everyone took their masks off and there was no massive outbreak of COVID and everything else. The vaccines do not work. These people are liars and frauds and they want you on the dole forever. They don't want you to talk about any of the side effects and it's like, man, you turn on any TV show and every freaking uh, ad is for another drug, you know, they want some mind bending drug or Adderall or whatever it might be. And they, then the half the commercial is all the side effects. But for some reason with this thing, uh, no, we're not allowed to talk about the side effects. Lee Zeldin continued to hammer Kathy on this and made it very, very clear about how he feels about mandates. My opponent just said she will not mandate COVID vaccines at this time. Let me be clear to all of the parents who are out there. I will not mandate COVID vaccines for your kids ever. I don't believe that there should be COVID vaccine mandates right now for our kids at SUNY and CUNY and community colleges and elsewhere, where just over a year ago, a whole bunch of heroes were turning into zeros, tens of thousands of people because of my opponent's healthcare worker COVID vaccine. What about polio vaccine? Would you? I believe that, would you? I just finished the point. I, I believe that that mandate was wrong and that everyone who has been fired should be offered their jobs back with back pain. There shouldn't be any special celebrity COVID vaccine mandates. Yeah, pretty sweet, man. And again, it's just, it's just one guy just saying enough is enough. I'm gonna tell you the truth. And I am not as a, he wants to be elected as an elected official. 
I am not here to own the autonomy over your body and your life. Pretty sweet. So, okay, let's, uh, let's do a little recap here. Disastrous debate. The Whitmer debate was also a disaster for her. We'll show you some clips on that one tomorrow. Uh, but just dis- disastrous debates. I've been showing you the polling. I mean, it looks like the Republicans are probably going to get 53 seats in the Senate. Everyone hates the woke. AOC's having a nervous breakdown. Like, it's all becoming obvious. There's a new crop of decent Republicans. Like, it's it's good. There is goodness here. We can get to the other side of this thing. So what do they have to do? I mean, I've been saying this for a year. What will they have to do? They'll have to bring back COVID-6, monkeypox 9. We got to a war in Ukraine and a dirty bomb and the rest of it. So yeah, they're doing exactly, exactly what I said. This is Joe Biden yesterday trying to scare the hell out of you over COVID again. This is a global health emergency. If we really want to put COVID behind us, we have to keep up the fight together. No liar, buffoon, fraud. That's what you are, Joe. And in two weeks, hopefully you will be a lame duck as well. Well, you're a lame duck as is. It is not a worldwide health emergency. Everyone knows it. They are just trying to scare the hell out of you. And it's very bizarre because it was only one month ago that Joe Biden said this. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. Oh, the pandemic was over a month ago. Now we're two weeks from elections. And you freaks who all of your ideas are bad and everyone is rejecting you, all you've got is fear, so you're ramping it up again. I mean, it is absolutely extraordinary, Uh, but it is completely consistent with what these people did. Here's a little bit more from Biden yesterday. Fear, 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 fear. Virtually every COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone. Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. Nonsense, you liar and buffoon. The vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. It does not stop you from transmitting COVID. I know that every time one of these uh, NPC COVID people, blue check Democrat, uh, you know, robots, I know every time one of them gets COVID, they have to say, oh, it would have been much worse if not for the vaccine. But there are no studies to prove that. There are none. Please send them to me if you can find them. Uh, They do not exist. Uh, but this is very odd because, uh, let me just get this straight. Biden is now saying that everyone's got to get vaxxed again. And all the people who don't get vaxxed, those are going to be the ones that are dying. Um, but I'm not so sure that his track record on this is really great. Here's Joe Biden on December 16th, 2021. This is, this is going to go down as one of Biden's greatest hits. I think for unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated for themselves, their families, and the hospitals they'll soon overwhelm. Disgusting, I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. So that was about 10 months ago. And then you know what happened? We got Omicron, basically everybody got COVID over that Christmas week into New Year's. And most people, not only, not just most people, it was a mild flu for most people. I got it, I did have leg pains for a couple of days. I did, I did, I admit it, I had leg pains. Uh, I am not vaccinated, I am never getting vaccinated. Come for me, you freaks. Um, but you can see what they're doing, guys. You could see it. No one thinks COVID is really coming back right now, but this is all they've got. Know their playbook, and that's how you beat them. Uh, here's black lesbian press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, refusing to say if the government's ever going to give up their national emergency powers. 
What is the criteria the country would have to meet for it not to be a national emergency, or is that even a goal? So here's the thing. We cannot forget that COVID is still a problem. We just had Dr. Jacques here talking to all of you. He wanted to be here and we wanted him to be to all of you because you guys communicate uh, with the American people. And we want we want that the American people to know that there is a new vaccine out there and they need to get that shot in the arm. No, you don't need to get it. And you don't have to listen to these people. They are not your parents. They are not your doctor. They are not your conscience and they are not your God. I know they'd like to be all of those things, but they are none of those things. You know how to take care of yourself. And that must be the Republican message going forward. And it is, and you can see it. Oz said it last night. Um, Zeldin said it last night. What has Blake Masters been saying? What has Carrie Lake been saying? What has J.D. Vance been saying? The, the, the discrepancy and the divide between the parties has never been more clear. Do you want a bunch of mind-muddled bureaucrats to force you to do things with your body and inject your children with things and then they'll chop their genitals off as a bonus? Uh, or do you want to be left alone? with a little more money in your pocket, with a little more chance that it's on you how you will live your life. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you, man. But I am telling you, the machine is going to go into overdrive for the next 12 days or so. Uh, and they're going to try to freak everybody out, not only with COVID, but fascism is coming and the Nazis are back and everything else. Here's televised mental institution, MSNBC, with my favorite racist host, Joy Reid. We talk about this all the time. Democracy on the ballot. It's not just a slogan. You know, I mean, we're talking about women literally losing agency over themselves. Donald Trump has said, you know where he's going to challenge the election already in advance. He says he's going to do it. Philly. That's a dog whistle. Right. I mean, it's not even being hidden at this point. It's just fascism in the open. I mean, I'm not calling. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever. But it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany which is a bunch of citizens, Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote. Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear those sorts of things. Absolute fear-mongering nonsense. And even the Chiron, did you see the Chiron at the end? Anti-Semitism on the rise. Well, first off, the hate crimes against Jews are just, it's just, it's always there. Jews are always the number one. It's always number one. Uh, the segment obviously was about what Kanye has been saying. I have no defense of Kanye. He should not be defended. Uh, but do you think they ever do the anti-Semitisms on the rise story uh, when they're talking about all of the black people who were beating the Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn? Or how about Ilhan Omar? Do they ever bring her on? They actually brought, the, I mean, this was an incredible video from last week. They brought Ilhan Omar to talk about the rise of anti-Semitism. I mean, it's, it's just, these people are, you got it, they should be studied. They need to be studied. I'm not gonna say it's like Hitler, but it is like Hitler. <laughs> it's not like Nazi Germany, but Nazis, fascists. Uh, and, and now they're so concerned with what you do with your body. It's wild. The same people who wanna still inject you with all this stuff. But every now and again, as I said before, truth, because the truth cannot be stopped. I really believe that, that there is something, the truth is such a fundamental um, uniter of what, of what drives humanity truth, that every now and again, it gets choked out even by the people who lie about everything. So Joe Scarborough, who gets everything wrong, who I think he pretends to be a Republican or something, but he's, he's a Democrat. He would do anything he could to destroy any Republican. Uh, we've played all sorts of videos. He's taken every position on everything. 
Um, here he is occasionally getting something right about this overuse of the term Nazi. People my entire adult life say, oh, your parents switched from being Democrats to Republicans in 1968 because they were racist and your family was racist right. and everybody in the South was racist because Richard Nixon had a Southern. No, no. My parents were raising like three kids in 68, 69, 70. They saw what happened in Chicago. They saw riots at the Democratic National Convention. They saw the radicalism they believed uh, in, in, in the Democratic Party on the far left. And no, it wasn't related to civil rights. Uh, but it was related to a lot of bombings and a lot of extreme behavior. So, yeah, if we want to just simplify everything and go, oh, well, if somebody's still supporting for Trump, they must be a racist. We're not going to get anywhere. I'm pretty sure uh, Chuck Scarborough is not going to be invited to the MSNBC weekly dinner with Joy Reid because he just absolutely debunked everything she said. People generally, even back then, did not vote because they want to oppress a group of people based on the color of their skin. They vote a certain way because they'd like to walk out of their house and feel safe. They vote a certain way because they want the economy to be chugging along so they can open up that small business and follow their dreams. You know, that pursuit of happiness thing. So it's sort of ironic that Joe is kind of realizing that about his own family. Why did his own family become Republicans back in the late 60s, early 70s? It was because of the same issues that many people are becoming Republicans right now, but tomorrow he'll be out there calling people racists and bigots and everything else. Uh, but now this is really the next part. So when I tell you that they're bringing COVID back, it's obvious, right? I mean, I've been saying this for weeks, they're doing it right in front of our eyes. Um, when I tell you that they've got bad ideas and they just keep doubling down on those bad ideas, okay, that one's pretty obvious too. So what's the next thing that they have to do right in front of our face? And this one you really, really gotta pay attention to. They are now, because they know they're about to get crushed, they are gonna be the ones questioning election integrity and they're seeding the ground with it. Remember, they did it for four years under, uh, under Trump because they didn't have the guy they wanted. So it was Russia collusion, Trump's an illegitimate president. They were allowed to do it. They were also allowed to burn down cities and stores and all that stuff. Then they get the guy they want. They get Biden. Suddenly, we can't talk about any of this stuff. If you question elections, we're gonna boot you off YouTube. We're gonna censor things like the Hunter Biden laptop. Everyone else, everyone's a conspiracy theorist. There was an insurrection. Ugh. Okay, but they are seeding the ground right now to make it so that all Democrats will be questioning elections. Here's Nicole Wallace, and once again, on the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. She's telling her people, if we lose, it's because of fraud. I mean, this is the subtext of what she's saying. And uh, who could help us? Maybe we get the UN in on this. Yeah, they're good. But if you read through the papers this weekend, the threats to our elections in, what, two and a half weeks are so pervasive and they're so dire and they include violence. I mean, do you think it's time to ask for friends and allies to come over and help us monitor our elections? We used to do that in other burgeoning and threatened democracies. Yeah, no, Nicole, I'm not there yet. And I know why you're asking what you're asking and you're not wrong. Okay, do you see it? Do you see it? How much more obvious could it be? They know they're gonna get thumped and they want their audience to know it will not be legit. This is very much like, uh, what was it, two days ago that we played you that clip from CNN where they're literally reporting on record early voting and the Chiron on the bottom is talking about voter suppression. You have to have some sympathy for the NPCs that, that watch this stuff and that are just brainwashed, right? But they are seeding the ground for violence. They are seeding the ground for questioning elections and all of those things, the things that all, all the stuff that we were not allowed to do.
That's what they're doing. And guess who's back and leading the charge? Yeah, Hillary Clinton. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. First off, as she knows, uh, the presidential election is not decided by the popular vote and then the anachronistic electoral college. Okay, Hillary. Uh, but you can see what they're doing. You can see it right now. She said, white right-wing extremists literally have a plan. There must be a plan. It's odd because during that insurrection thing, nobody brought a plan. There was one guy who maybe bought a, brought a, had a Lego set. Remember that guy? I don't know what happened to that guy. Nobody had a plan that day. It was over within three hours, but now they literally have a plan. And, and it's interesting because uh, as I saw this video yesterday, I was thinking, hasn't Hillary been talking about right-wing conspiracies for a long time? She's been doing this for quite some time. I had Connor put this together for you. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. This vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Yeah, okay, she's been talking about vast right-wing conspiracies and right-wing extremists for a long time. That vast right-wing conspiracy that she was talking about, that was, you know, 25 years ago or so, uh, that was about whether uh, Bill Clinton had, in effect, raped Monica Lewinsky. Turns out that he just took a cigar and actually put it up her while he was on the phone with Trent Lott. Are we doing a family show today or what? You know, it's just, it is what it is. What, what are you gonna do? Google it. Don't Google image it, but Google it. Um, yeah, Hillary, not a good person, but you can see what they're doing. This is exactly what they're doing. And guess what, guys? Believe it or not, despite the way the polls are going and despite what we all think is gonna happen, uh, the machine is still cracking down in all sorts of ways. Uh, Fox did a piece on how Google is manipulating search results to interfere with the election right now. Meantime, Google's being accused of manipulating its search results to work against Republicans running in major Senate races across the country. The Media Research Center finding 10 out of uh, 10 out of 12 Republican campaign websites in key Senate races got significantly lower search results compared to their Democrat opponents. Seven of those Republican candidates did not have their campaign sites appear on the first page, while eight Democrats had their websites among the top results. So you guys get it. They have the machine. They have all of the mainstream media to run cover for them. They have big tech to manipulate search results so that perhaps if you're trying to find a Republican, you end up at the Democrat website or at some story about the Republican that is not even an honest story. Like you guys get all of it. That's why we just 
have to keep our eye on the ball and not lose our nerve. We are, we really are close to fixing this thing. We really could be there if the Republicans get the Senate and the House back and then Biden's just a lame duck, they'll take him out. And then we could just get back to something normal. We're right there, but they have to scare the hell out of you right at the end of the finish line. That's what they have to do. So what do I always say you also have to do? You have to clearly and calmly explain your position and then let people make decisions for themselves. You don't have to use fear if you have the truth. The Democrats, all they have now is fear. The Nazis are coming for you. The fascists are coming for you, all of that stuff. But what do we have? We have the truth. Here's Dr. Oz's closing statement. I thought it was quite excellent and actually aspirational and uh, not muddled. I've loved traveling to the four corners of the beautiful Commonwealth and I've heard your problems. I'm a surgeon, doctor, I listen to what you say and I'm trying to help address them today. I've talked to seniors worried their social security checks wouldn't go far enough with the raging inflation. I've talked to couples when I make their first down payment on a new house and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security. M Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. I've talked to, f to families worried about fentanyl showing up in their mailbox and literally taking the lives of their children who they find blue in bed. I I've talked to families who won't let their kids go outside because of the crime wave that's been facilitated by left radical policies like the ones John Fetterman has been advocating for. But here's the deal. Right? None of this has to happen. This is all very addressable. I'm a surgeon. I'm not a politician. We take big problems, we focus on them, and we fix them. We do it by uniting, by coming together, not dividing. And by doing that, we can get ahead. But I've got one question to challenge you with, just one question. If you take what I'm saying to heart, ask yourself this and others in your family. Are you unhappy with where America's headed? I am. And if you are as well, then I'm the candidate for change. I'm a living embodiment of the American dream. Solid, man. Like, that's solid, right? It echoes a little bit of, of Reagan when he was first running against Jimmy Carter back in uh, whatever it was, 1980, right? Are you better off now than you were with this guy? And everyone knows the answer is no. So uh, there was another line in there that I really liked. I wrote it down. None of this has to happen. That's what he said. None of this has to happen. We all let this thing happen. And again, I, I include myself in that. We all let this woke thing in. We let horrible ideas in. We let children's genital mutilation in. We let rabid racism into our system. We let equity in. We basically uh, tested communism and socialism in our system. But we don't have to. We do not have to. And as he said, these problems are addressable. You know how we address these problems? We just get rid of a certain set of people that are in politics right now, meaning vote them out, vote them out. Fetterman should not be a senator, okay? Hochul should not be a governor. Whitmer has gotta go. Eventually, Joe Biden's gotta go. Kamala Harris has to go. AOC has to go. These people who have ushered in all of this stuff, you can go do something else. I don't know that you guys have a lot of skills to do a lot of other things. AOC can go be a bartender or whatever it is. They can go do those things again, but you cannot be the politicians anymore. We have let the inmates run the asylum for too long. It's over and now it's time to get back to something a little bit better. Will the Republicans ultimately disappoint us? Most likely, most likely. But will they, let's just say, move the Titanic a little bit away from the iceberg? Yeah, probably, probably. And I think it would be best if we did not jam straight into the 
iceberg. All right, we got a great cold close for you that uh, will sort of sum up everything we've been talking about here. Uh, but some comments from the locals community. Talway says, Fetterman's so bad on that debate, even the Amish lost faith and they don't use TVs. That's funny. That is funny. I mean, Amish, Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, atheist. You cannot be watching Fetterman and thinking this is good, really genuinely. Please, somebody find me. Phoenix, this is your job for the rest of the day. I want you to clear out your calendar. I want you to get out there and find me someone that was like, I saw that John Fetterman last night. I like him and I support him. Find me that person. I will fly them to Florida to talk because it can't be. Uh, Torrid says, after this debate, if Fetterman wins, it's confirmation that the vote is rigged. It's hard to imagine. It's actually hard to imagine. And yet bizarro things happen in politics every freaking day, right? They really do. Um, we shall see. But how about, how about we just have some election security? You know, it was interesting in, in Marco Rubio's deba debate with Val Demings a couple days ago, he was asked, I think, we, did we play the clip? I think we played the clip. He was asked whether he would uh, honor the results of the debate. And he said, hey, he said, hey, we have great election integrity here in Florida. Of course, he said, I'm going to win but of course I'm gonna acknowledge it. Val Demings refused to. So they are sowing the seeds. They're planting those seeds and they are sowing and laying the groundwork for violence, insurrection, and other stuff. Uh, Rich says, question of the day, who should be the next crop of Florida governors? Well, that's interesting. Look, I, again, I do not know uh, what Ron DeSantis's plans are. I think you can make arguments both ways that he should stay here and fortify this state and the states matter more than the country to some extent. Um, but I think clearly you can make an argument that in essence, he has been the leader of the country. He is the right Republican. He is younger. He is effective. Like you can make all of those arguments. So, but putting that aside to directly answer your question, I mean, I think there's, there's a couple people here that would be excellent. I like Miami Mayor Francis Suarez a lot. I really like him a lot. I think he's done an incredible job here in Miami. We have almost no crime, despite all of the people that come here and go to South Beach and are partying all the time. We have less than a thousand homeless people in Miami right now. What is, I think Los Angeles has something like 70,000. Like it's real, and people would want, if you were homeless, where would you want to live? You'd love to live in Miami. The weather's great. Like, you know, you don't want to live in a cold place. Um, he has, you know, the, the, what they've done with tech, the, what they've done with taxes, what they've done to make it comfortable for businesses to come here. Uh, they are trying to solve a lot of the things, you know, the one issue in Florida for sure is house prices, right? It's, it, house prices is an issue all over the country, but in a place where everybody's coming, where literally hundreds of thousands of people are coming from across the country, hundreds of thousands of people are moving South. They are coming here. This is, this is the, this is the new promised land. And what that does is a bunch of people come in with all sorts of money. They start competing. The house market goes nuts. The rents go up. My guys know that. And it, create, it does create a legit problem. I would say it's a good problem to have because it means more resources are coming here. They'll put more money into infrastructure and all of those things. But that does need to be addressed for sure. That's something that, that has to be dealt with at the city level. Suarez, it's something that has to be dealt with at the, uh, at the, at the state level, DeSantis. So... We shall see. Florida's got a bright future either way, but let's let's see if we can fix this country. I think we can. Uh, guys, as always, if you haven't subscribed yet, please join us at rumble.com slash Ruben Report. And if you want to play along during the show for live chat, and I put 
pictures of the kids and a bunch more. Uh, you can go to rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my interview with Andrew Clavin is up right now across platforms. My full interview with David Sachs all about Ukraine is up. Uh, the Clavin one is up ad-free. Uh, well, both of them are up ad-free uh, on Locals as always. And uh, we leave you with Hillary Clinton denying the election. Goodbye. We know the Russians hacked the DNC, hacked my campaign, etc. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. I do think that he knows uh, that uh, he's an illegitimate president. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.